Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for network marketing girlfriends looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate through building your business alongside the craziness of life. My guests and I keep it super real here for you guys, zero fluff. So welcome to today's episode. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker. I'm super excited to be here today with Lori. Um, Lori is an awesome network marketing sister. She is a mom of three boys. Um, She was a teacher in business and math, so super duper smart. And uh, she's been in network marketing now for four years. And Lori and I met... um, geez, a couple weeks ago. Um, well, she's been, she's been working with us on keeping it real here with Shana Recker and, uh, has become a client and I'm helping her through her business. And now she's here to share her story with all of you guys today on the podcast. So welcome, Lori. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to share your story because you have a pretty amazing story. And as soon as I, you know, heard that we talked about your story, I was like, we need to share this because I know there's probably somebody out there who can relate to what you've been through and how you've, you know, found network marketing, what it's done for you. So I couldn't wait to share you with, uh, with our listeners today. So my question that I always ask to get started is how did you find network marketing and, and tell us your story of your thoughts and everything that happened through that? For sure. Um, actually, I kind of just fell into network marketing. Um, uh, our house was broken into, so I guess actually it'd be about four years ago this month, probably. And um, so all of my jewelry was stolen, essentially. I needed to replace it all. And what better way to do it than when you find something with a discount, right? So yeah. I didn't get into it with any intention necessarily um, from a business perspective. But, um, and actually it took me quite a, a bit to get Started. I'd say I didn't really even launch my business till about 10 months in when I sponsored my first girl and I went to her launch party and I was kind of inspired by the fact that it seemed like a lot of fun. I probably like a lot of us out there was that girl that kind of avoided um, all the parties and all of that and was a little bit afraid of it. So once I got into it and saw the, the flip side of it, um, it kind of started to take off for me. So it was not intentional, but um, planned, I'm sure, in some way. And what were your thoughts? So when you when you saw that friend who was launching and you were having fun, like, could you did you start to see like the vision of how you could like? Because I know this is your full time job, right? This is like you do network. It is my full time job now. Yeah. Where was that? Like, how did you kind of go? Hey, wait a minute, like. I could actually do this and, and like possibly leave teaching. Like where did that shift happen for you? Well, I think so at that time, I actually, when I signed up my youngest, I was about three weeks away from giving birth to my youngest, which was oh my gosh. why it took a little bit of time for me to get rolling as well. And at that time I had three kids under two and a half. Oh gosh. Yeah. So it was a busy, busy life. But when I saw her party, I just thought, you know what, this isn't as big of a deal as I was making it in my head. This is actually a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I saw the benefits of growing a team and started seeing that residual and that passive income, um, I thought, started thinking, okay, I need to go back to teaching in September. What do I want to go back with? What, like, what do I want to put into place before I head back to work so that I can kind of keep it all at that? When I went back to work, I would have had three in daycare. So my plan had, um, it was not That's expensive, right? <laughs> it was expensive. I was commuting an hour to and from work. My husband was commuting 45 minutes. So you can, as you can imagine, it was like, 
every piece of the puzzle had to fall into place to make our lives even remotely function. Yeah. We have so many support systems put into place and just both of us working full time was very overwhelming, I think, from that standpoint. So I started to see the possibilities and the opportunities and it had never been my intent at that time to um, go full time with network marketing. But my hope was that I could go part-time so that I could put my kids on the bus and I could take them off the bus. And yes. that was my vision at that time. And just, it was something that was really important to me as a teacher. We're not able to be there for a lot of yes. the big things with kids in their school. So I just thought, you know, I really want to be that parent that puts them on the bus, that takes them up. I don't want to be, I don't want to be absent from, from all of that and miss out on all of that with them. So that was my intent at that time when I went back mm-hmm. to work. And it's, I hear that a lot with, um, this business with a lot of teachers are attracted to this because of that. Mm-hmm. Cause they, it gives them an opportunity to be able to be with their kids yeah. and see all the things. Like I know for me, like, well, I'm not a teacher by trade, but I definitely missed a lot of things with my kids. I couldn't do pizza lunch. I couldn't, you know, I had to take yeah. like time off and, and it was just like, yeah. it was messy to try and get to the kids stuff. And so and the vision and exhausting yeah. and overwhelming, like it, it is takes the fun out of it a little bit. So yeah. And, and um, I know yeah. like just watching my kids, fa- like watching my youngest Ryan, his face when I do, and when I am able to show up for the, mm-hmm. the bus trip or the, you know, the pizza lunch or whatever, yeah. those things are just, they mean so much. So, um, and it's about creating that vision, right? So when yeah. you caught the vision, like how were you, cause I know you have a, you have a big team of, of, of people on your team that are building businesses as well. Yeah. Um, what part of your story were you able to, how did you, were you able to translate that and to be able to create the vision for others? Like, how did you, um, you know, when you're sharing the opportunity, what, what is it about, you know, that what you've been through that you share to create that vision? Cause I think that's super important when we share the business opportunity is to show the vision of what's possible, not just show the dollar signs. Right. Cause obviously for you, I mean, it was more than just the money. It was the time that you needed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what, um, the best thing you can ever have is a really strong why, right? Yes, like yeah. really, why are you doing this? How can you connect to that? Why? And um, really, I just try to lead by example for my team. Um, I try and do my best to support all of them and show them what's working for me. And then I love this business in that there's just women from out, or men in other businesses. Yeah. Mine mostly women yeah. um, from all walks of life that are all doing it their way. Yes. Whether or not you connect to my story, you may connect to somebody else's story or somebody else's story, or there may be little pieces that you can kind of pull from every single one that spurs you on and motivates you. Yeah. And that you bring up a really good point. Cause I know in a lot of companies, I know in mine and I'm sure in yours, there are success stories out there of people. And it's so important to read those because mm-hmm. you need to be able to go, Oh, I know somebody who did that. Or I know somebody who was in your same situation who did that, which is again, one of the reasons I do this podcast. And I love these interviews is because it's sharing a story that someone can relate to and go, Hey, listen, this worked for her, you know, or yeah. this worked for him. And, and I can see you doing the same thing. So it's really, and you're just a normal person. Yeah. There is nothing. I always tell people, people always ask me, well, what's your secret? Mm -hmm. Truly. I don't have a secret. I work hard. I absolutely, I say my secret is I fall in love with my business. Yes. I absolutely love it. I love doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. Love the opportunities that it presents. And um, I think that 
when you love what you do, you just want to do it more. So. You just want to do it more. And something else, and when I, when I always write notes when you're talking, because it reminds me of things to make sure I talk about. So yeah. one of the things you mentioned, it took you 10 months to launch, but it was when you went to your, your first person that joined your team, when you went to her launch, mm-hmm. when you actually saw how it unfolded, that it made you go, hey, I could do this. And you bring up a good point in the fact that sometimes we'll sponsor people who will go, I am not doing parties. Whatever you, uh, if I have to do parties, I am not joining this business if I have to present or do a party, you know, whatever you want to call it, group presentation, whatever. And, you know, to, to, um, accept those people where they are and still bring them in and, and, and give them what you can, because there will, can, there, there obviously can be a shift at some point. And I've heard that even in my own business of people who have are, you know, tops of the company who came in saying, I will never do a presentation. But when you understand the time leveraging of doing a presentation, you can talk yeah. to five or six people at once versus mm-hmm. doing them all one-on-one. Then you kind of realize how powerful those can be and how much fun they actually are. Well, and I think it's just a matter of getting over yourself in a lot of ways, right? Like really just thinking to yourself, like, why am I blowing such a simple thing up Mm -hmm. into this massive thing and making it and scaring myself off when it really isn't a big deal? It's not. And I think we, we overthink the the selling part of it, right? Cause we're always like, well, I don't want people to feel like they have to buy something. And then I'm going to be sharing about the business and I don't want them to feel like I'm that pushy salesperson. And I always say to people, um, pushy people don't know they're pushy. So if you're conscious of being pushy, then you're not pushy. You're just there. You're just enjoying, you're sharing what you love. And and I always say, you know, I do a group thing. I'm like, I'm here to share what I love, um, Mm -hmm. give you guys some info. And then it's up to you to decide what you want to do. Right. That's right. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, There's maybe some people that buy out of obligation at those kinds of parties, but at the end of the day, you don't build your business on those people. You build your business on the relationships that you build at those parties that keeps people kind of coming back to you. Absolutely. And sometimes those one-off buyers who just take one thing home, they They might share it with somebody else. A lot of times I find that like if they just bought something, they maybe give it as a gift and then that person inevitably like, I need some more of that. And and I also find, I know even for myself, when I was introduced to network marketing, it was like, I was like, oh, like, no, I'm not doing this, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, I got to try some of the stuff and then I kind of creeped online and then I started like, by inch, inch, right? Like, that's why they say sometimes in this business, it takes up to seven hits before seven exposures before someone will actually jump in. So sometimes those one-off buyers will go home and look on the website. And as long as you're good at your follow-up, yes, <laughs> right. Exactly. And maybe let's talk about that. So let's talk about follow-up. So what are some of your biggest tips? Cause I know like follow-up for some of those onesie twosie visor buyers can sometimes lead into a new prospect if you do it right. So what are some of your biggest tips for following up? Because I know you probably see a lot of people and they're buying, you know, one or two things and, and how do you keep them coming back? I think follow-up is something you kind of, um, you get more and more comfortable with as you, you practice. But I think I try to just look at it like from a relationship standpoint, Mm -hmm. just to check in. Are you happy with what you have? Because Mm -hmm. we have such an amazing warranty that I can make sure that you are happy at the end of the day. And that it takes kind of the ick factor out of it. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Yeah. I just want to know that you're happy. And if you're happy, I'm happy. And that's kind of, that's, kind of it. And I think people are always afraid to hear the negative, but I often tell my 
team that I absolutely love when people do returns because it gives me an opportunity to talk to them again. Yes. It gives me an opportunity to like kind of forge an even deeper relationship and it gives me an opportunity to fix the problem. Yes. In a really positive way. Oh, I love that. They come back when you when you fix something for them and you make it seamless and, and simple for them, they remember that. Yes. I think they remember that even better, like even more than just a simple sale at the beginning. I think that's so powerful. So girlfriends, if you're listening to this, pause this, go back and re-listen to that again. Cause that is so important. Good customer service in our industry is so super important because your neighbor could be selling the same thing as you or the person across the street. And it's so easy for clients to be able to move around in this business, um, you know, to other people. So good customer service is what keeps them coming back and having those repeat orders and those repeat sales and also referrals. And you know, that person, you know, because they like you that know, like, and trust, they may be more apt to book something with you and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. So it absolutely is so important. And keeping that, um, abundance mindset, you know, so like you're seeing, uh, something that typically people would have, you know, see as a problem or a negative. You're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I see this as an opportunity to create a deeper relationship with this person. So Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I love, love, love that. So speaking of mindset, as we're flowing through this conversation, yeah. what kind of things do you do to keep your mindset, you know, in that abundant place? Cause obviously you're, you're good at that. And I know it's not always, I know it's not always easy. No, um, it's not always no. easy. <laughs> um, I do. I'm probably similar to a, a lot of people that really start to dig deep into this business is I read a lot of books or I listen to a lot of books. I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts and um, really work on my mindset mm-hmm. and really work on just kind of keeping it positive. Whether I, I find that whatever, whatever you think is what's going to happen. So if you think that you're going to fail, you will. Yeah. Like, I'm I mean, because you're going to do it <laughs> yeah, for sure. You will. Right. Like if, if I put that in my head and I used to be the kind of person that would prepare myself for the worst, yeah. You know, so what happens if I don't reach my goal this month? Well, you know, prepare myself. And now it's what, you know, it's just a simple switch. Like what happens when I mm. my goal this month? So even just the language that we use with ourselves, and I find it really important when you're talking to customers and when you're talking to your team, the language that you use impacts your entire message. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like, They've used the word of when rather than if, or, you know, just kind of open instead of ability. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly. Language is so important because people can really, um, there's a feeling that's attached to certain words. So nobody's ever interested in joining your business, but they may be open to taking a look. Like those are two totally different views that kind of mean the same thing, right? That's right. It's so important. So you do a lot of personal development. Um, Like, would you say you do something like that? Like that's a daily thing for you? Yeah, I would say that in my uh, ideal world, it's a daily thing, writing in a gratitude journal, um, et cetera, et cetera. And definitely with the way life goes, it doesn't always happen. Yes. It's a daily goal for sure. And you guys, this is coming from somebody who is like, she's tops in her business. Like she's got, um, you know, how many, how many people are in your team? Like, so I have 250 now or 260 or so, but we're um, a pretty 
um, dynamic team. It's, it's been a great couple of years, really. Yeah. So like you guys take this advice, you know, this is what top leaders do is that personal development piece is so important. And I mean, you know, we say 20 minutes a day, obviously life happens. She has three young boys. I know that <laughs> like, I mean, I got teenagers and a eight year old and some days I still can't fit it in, but you know, on the majority, we're listening to something, we're reading something, we're practicing that gratitude. I know I have a morning routine. Do you have a morning routine that you try and do? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of us have probably read the miracle morning, right? And it's, it's a game changer in terms of um, starting your day by filling your own cup and the way that you'll, I noticed the difference. And when I roll out of bed five minutes before my kids versus um, an hour and a half before my kids is my day is completely different. Totally different. And even though it's kind of tricky at first to get up, it it is. It is. It is. It's hard at first to do that. And, and, but the thing is, is when you get, like, I would say even a week into it, Mm -hmm. mornings, you don't do it. I actually like the mornings. I just, like this morning was one of those mornings. I didn't do it. We did not sleep last night. We had in our house. It was just all kinds of things. So we slept in and I just, I just woke up feeling like, Oh, like I didn't do it. Like I'm kind of mad at myself. And it takes a good week or two to really get into the flow of it. And it becomes part of your day. But there is nothing better than your house being your house for an hour to an hour and a half. (laughs) No one is driving you crazy. No one is asking you anything. And you know what? Um, Social media and all of that is quiet as well. Yes. So you can kind of catch up on things. You can put orders in. You can plan your day really well. And it's amazing. I could probably get the same amount of work done in an hour in the morning that I could probably get done in three hours when the rest of the day is happening around me. Oh, it's so, so true. And I actually even try, it's sometimes difficult to not look at social media in that hour because mm-hmm. I can get, go down a rabbit hole of, Oh, so-and-so like this, Oh, there's an Instagram message. And then, and then I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, I haven't yeah. done my gratitude journal yet. And I still need to meditate. And I'm not like, but you're so right. When you get up in the morning and I, I'm a coffee girl, I like to have my coffee in morning and I grab that cup of coffee and I grab my journal, there is such an overwhelming feeling of even just gratitude and appreciation Mm -hmm. for that time, you know, just to be like, it's just like, and so if you're not a morning person, you know, we both, Lori and I both highly recommend because it will change your life. I love that. I love that. So, um, so Lori, what would you say? Um, and I always ask this question too, because, you know, we keep it super real here. Not everything is always perfect and not everything is just like a straight line to the top. What would you say have been some of your biggest struggles in, in your network marketing business? Um, well, probably my car accident, um, two and a half years ago was a relatively large, uh, struggle. So I had just hit, um, I, I had just gone back to work. So I went back to work in September and in November I had just double promoted in the company to a relatively significant leadership level. I mean, not much lower than I am now, but at the same time, like a significant level for people that are working full time. Yep. And, um, I was hit by a transport truck while coming home one, one evening after, actually after a party. So, um, I was actually, I walked away with no broken bones or anything, but a very significant head injury. So um, it's been a a long two and a half year road. And I think it would have been very, very easy to give up anywhere along that road because it was really hard. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get out of bed for months. Um, I had to give up basically like anything where I left my house in terms of my business. Concussion. Yes. A a big concussion. Yeah. Yes. So, and I still suffer from probably, you know, three days of headaches every week still. And, um, 
But this business is incredible in that it works around me. Yes. And nothing else would. Yes. In that way. Like teaching, Absolutely. I would never be able to just go and work the hour, like the three hours that my, my brain functions each day yeah. and make it work. Yeah. Um, but with this business, I can function around my own health, which is amazing. And it's still there. I always say that like this business is always there for you. Always there. You need to step aside mm-hmm. and take care of yourself for whatever yeah. reason. And, and, and then you can come back to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's always there. And, and that, that's yeah. part of like, when, when we talk to people and we share this opportunity to know that, you know, to be able to share that piece of what makes this mm-hmm. business so incredible. So I'm sure that it was a, a struggle for you to kind of, I know, like you said, waking up in the morning, kind of going, do I keep doing this? Like, is it worth yeah. it? Like I need to just, so yeah. what were some of the things that helped you hang on to, you know, keep going? I think it goes back to mindset. I think yeah. this, this business was the one thing that I was myself through everything. Mm-hmm. It was the one thing where I could find success. It was the one thing that I could, I, I have kids, so you can, I'm not yeah. saying the one thing I could find joy in, but yeah. being no, a mom when you, yeah, being a mom when you are struggling with serious health issues, really rough. Yeah. But I could work my business and not everybody knew how I was struggling and, and I could still be me. Yeah. And I could find success and I had goals that I was working on and I could find little achievements every single day, mm-hmm. which helped me with my positivity and my mindset. And I think that is, um, after my accident was one of, was when I really started focusing on, focusing on mindset mm-hmm. because I realized how important, important it was, was to kind of pull me through everything. Yeah. And then there's like things like these that happen in our lives. I know my husband, and I've been through some struggles over the last few years and, mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, looking back sometimes in the moment you feel like, why, why me? But mm-hmm. these things are stepping stones to teach yeah. us and lessons. Like I wouldn't trade the last two years and I'm sure no. you wouldn't trade it for anything no. that brought you to where you are today. That's right. Um, and one of the things I wrote down here is I wrote down the word selfish when you were talking, because I believe we all, no matter what business you're in or what you do in life have to have goals that are selfish. And I say selfish in a positive way, like things that are just for you, especially in this network marketing business, because it's not always easy. We do get a lot of no's. And so having those, like, I love to go freaking shopping. I love buying shoes. I love buying him. I love buying clothes. That is a selfish thing for me, but I also love recognition and I love being able to achieve things. And yes, my why is my kids and be able to have a lifestyle but it's also for me, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And that's um, one of the things that I think as women we struggle with, right? Yes. Is accepting, like is allowing ourselves to have something for us, for ourselves. And it's one of the things that I get frustrated the most with, with people when I'm trying to really help them get pushed past that blockage mm-hmm. is there's nothing that anybody else can say to you to get you past that. You have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you, are worthy of yes. that those little extra things and that my husband is more than capable of putting my kids to bed so that I can go out and work my business. And you know what? He's an amazing, amazing dad. And he's just as capable of me as making dinner or awesome. um, doing absolutely anything. And some days more capable than I am. So no, it's so true. That was, such factors, it just has to, we have to be eliminated from our lives because it's not serving us. 
Yes. And I think that is such a powerful moment we just had there. So girlfriends, if you're listening to this, know that it is okay to want something for yourself to, to not always have it to be around our children. Cause I, I think sometimes we get stuck in that, that I need to be doing this for your kids. Well, sometimes that's not powerful enough to make you do the hard things in this business. Cause sometimes, like you said, after a long day with kids around and I got teenagers and they're yipping in my ear and want me to drive everywhere. Some days I look at them and go, I don't want to do anything for you right now, especially <laughs> my business, right? Like, so we have to be honest, you know, and allow ourselves that, that, um, freedom to, to want Mm -hmm. this for more reasons than just external. We need to have internal reasons why. I think there has to be internal reasons because we could do anything to make the money to put food on the table for our kids. Right. Yep. But if we find personal reasons why this business means something to us, then it's, it's just going to push you to actually do it. Yeah. Get over yourself and do it. Yeah. And I think this leading me into this next piece that I want to move into is um, because one of the shifts that I've been having lately in my own business and stuff is where when, because I know as you are, because you are in a top level, um, when you have everything, you know, you, you've got the income coming in. Now you do have the full time and you have the time that you want to spend, you know, living your life because you've got that time freedom. It becomes less about doing this business for you, which is, is always important. We need to have that, but then it becomes, well, if I've got what I need out of this business, then it becomes about serving other people. How can I help other people have what I have? How can I help women out there and men? We, I know in our business, we have more men, but how can I help them, you know, have something that's, you know, for themselves, yeah. you know, like so you just want to like infuse all of this energy into people. And you just like, you can see the possibilities before they even see the possibilities and you want to yank them there. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you have to yank them, but yes. <laughs> at first, at first, yeah. but it's just, I don't know. Like, I think there's this transitional piece, right? When you start network marketing and you just do it for some free stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you what it could be and yeah. you see what it could be for and you see it with everybody I see yeah. it with my girlfriend that I'm sitting across the table from with dinner and she's talking you know about getting a part-time job and something and I'm like like no a little on the inside <laughs> because I just if anybody could be so impacted by this business and you just see it everywhere you go now right yeah so what would you so what would you say to her so if you heard that what would you like what's some like something that you would say to to kind of broach that subject with her like do you have like a key sort of statement or phrase that you use um I think one of the things that I just say is, have you ever considered doing something like I do? And I think that you just need to pull from personal experiences because that's what resonates with people. So maybe her story isn't completely like mine, but maybe I know somebody that has a similar story to her that I can relay the story um, to her. And I think personal experiences, and I think that's why these podcasts are probably so popular is that people like hearing real life stories. Yeah. Um, of things that have happened to other people. And because for me, when I hear a real life story or when I look at somebody like you, I think that's possible. Yeah. That means it's possible. That means I can get there. Um, and all I have to do is dream and work. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love that. And, and again, that language is like, you know, would you consider Yeah, not, Hey, are you interested in joining my team? You know, come on, (laughs) that's like a killer right there. No, it's like, Hey, you know, have you considered doing something like what I do? You know, here's what I see for you. And I think that's important. And, and I think, you know, that, you know, we always say in network marketing is we need to listen more than we speak. Right. So it's asking the question and letting them, you know, cause you know, the first thing they're going to say is, Oh, well, I couldn't do what you do. I just, I don't have every time. single time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and sometimes it's just giving them a little bit and letting them take away and stew on it. Yes. And I think sometimes we're, we're guilty of killing people with way too much information. Oh yeah. When all we really need is to plant this, plant the seed and then come back to it a little bit later and, and see how it's growing. Yeah. And just give them some, a, a touch and, and, you know, a, a website to look at, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a piece of information to read. Um, you know, what we say, use the tools, use the tools. And I always look at it like an onion, you know, their first objection is just the outer layer. That's just like their, their instant fear of like, Oh my God, I couldn't do that. And they give and you that. Think about it. We probably were exactly the same. If oh, like I was. when I signed up, I said to my husband, Oh, don't worry. Like I'm not actually doing this. Yeah. I'm just yeah. getting the jewels. Yeah. Like the protection <laughs> layer. It's like, no, I'm not actually like. Yeah. And then I made my first $17 and I was hooked. <laughs> Isn't it funny how I know it's so funny. Like my first remember, was like, like $17 changed my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it was like 20 bucks and then it was like 200 bucks. And then, and then you could see, but that's the thing, right? And it's just like, wow. The evolution of it. You could start to see yeah. the growth of it. I got to turn my, my dingers going off of my text messaging here. Um, but you know, and so, um, the other thing I was going to say, I had another thing I was going to say art, I can't remember, but it's going to come to me. Um, but yeah, is, is, oh yeah. The onion is like peeling the layers. That first layer is usually the external fear. And then you can, you know, it's like overcoming that. And, and, and one of the questions that I often ask when they give you, oh, I could never do like anything like that. Like I don't have enough time. Like my kids are busy. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, you know what, is time your only objection? Cause like I, cause then if they're like, well, no, cause then what they do is that opens up the onion and then there's the other objections yeah. and that gives you an idea of where they're time at. Time is the easy oh, one because no one has enough time and truthfully you and I don't have enough time. No, no. So no one does. No. That's just normal. Everybody's busy. Busy is the new normal. It's like, how's it I going? Know. Oh, it's busy. <laughs> I have decided that busy is no longer in my vocabulary for 2008. No. So sometimes I say life is yeah. full. Yeah. And it's, it's full. And it's funny because, um, as you know, in this industry, especially if you're listening to this and you're a network marketing professional, you want to, you don't want people to think that you're busy all the time. You want no. people to think that you're like, things are great. Like I've, yeah. I've got time because I am in this business. Right. So yeah, I don't like the word busy either. It's I, I read somewhere once a, a while ago that basically anybody who sticks with network marketing gets one of two things or both, depending on what you're looking for money or time, yeah. whichever one you're looking for or great combination of both. And, um, it's totally true, Mm -hmm. right? Like whatever you're looking for in in those two, and those are two things that people are often searching for, right? It's more time in their lives or more money. And network marketing kind of opens up the opportunity for both. For both. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, I have been really enjoying our chat together, man. We got through some pretty deep stuff for our listeners here. It's about doing it for yourself. Um, giving yourself that grace, knowing this business is always here to take care of you, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, matter, no matter what you're going through in life, you can, you know, have that time and take that time, but then step back into your business, which is so important. Um, so to wrap up today, uh, Lori, cause I just love chatting with you. We could sit here all day and talk. Um, 
Um, what would you say are your top, you know, two to three uh, tips for success? Because, you know, whether it be a tech, a, you know, a techie tip that you have about staying organized, a uh, mindset tip, a tip for your team, what are some things like your top sort of three things that when you look at your success have contributed to that for you? Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Even just what comes to mind, because I know what comes to mind. I think um, what comes to mind is is that people need to let go of excuses. Yes, um, and really, um, actually, before you say something doesn't work, truly give it a try. Work the steps that your mentor gives you, because most of our businesses have very simple steps mm-hmm. for success. Mm-hmm. You don't need to recreate the wheel most, more often than not. You really just need to follow those simple steps for success mm-hmm. and um, let go of all the excuses and inhibitions and, and do it, do the business. Um, I think the miracle morning is probably one of my biggest tips for people. If they're really trying to carve out extra time in your life, mm-hmm. is that if you start your day with that, it's much easier than I know some people are, are night owls and they, they like to try and wait for the night. But I think often, your brain is already kind of expired if you wait until 10 p.m. Or there's also a lot of clutter and chatter going on in life still at 10 p.m. Or there's something better on TV to watch, but there's literally nothing at 6 a.m. to watch. So uh, it's really easy to find time. You're right. Your brain is fresh. Your brain, your brain just come off sleep. So all, everything has like literally just undone in your brain while you slept. And you just start the day feeling like you accomplish something. And there is truly, I don't know, for me, there's not very many things that provide a better feeling than already feeling like I climbed a mountain. And that's typically, there's my last tip. That's typically I start my day with the things that I don't want to do. Mm. So whether it's doing returns or whether it's putting in like a complicated order, I don't even know what it is, but like just the tasks that are annoying that are sitting in yeah. the back of my head. Um, someone told, I think there's a book that's called eating the frog or yeah, eat the frog, Ryan Tracy. Yes. Yeah. Start your day by eating the frog. Do those yeah. things that you haven't really wanted to do and you'll feel like a million bucks. You feel so much lighter. And that's so true. Like, you know, I've had some things weighing on me like, Oh, I should really do that. I should really do that. And then when I do it and get it off my and list, it takes like four and a half minutes and it wasn't nearly as tough as oh. I played it out in my mind for, for weeks and yeah. I do it. And then I'm like, wow, like that was actually really easy. And I feel yeah. so much lighter right now. And I always talk about the law of the vacuum. You've got to, um, you know, take things out to leave space for new things yeah. to come in. So if you're carrying these things that you should be doing or could be doing that you're, you know, you need to do and yeah. you're carrying them around with you. You can't find new opportunities until you clear no. those things off your plate. So, um, I loved, uh, love all those tips are so true. And you guys, you heard us, we were hammering home the morning routine. So <laughs> if you haven't started it, you know, that's right. That. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we're not the only two that talk about that. We're, I, I know it is a, um, it's a big game changer for your business. I know even Lewis Howes came out with a millionaire morning book and there's just there's a bunch of them now. There are a ton of them, a ton of them. So, well, Lori, I loved our chat today. Um, Thank you. I know you have a blog post, don't you? Where can people find you if they wanted to just check you out, like on Instagram or on, um, hmm. you have your blog posts. Like I'd love to share. Yeah. My blog is really simple. It's just Lori, L-O-R-I, Irvin, E-R-V-I-N.com. 
super simple people. And I will put that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Um, and I will put a link to your Instagram too, so they can find you Thanks. there. if They want to follow you. And, um, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I know that, you know, you've got so many hours of the day with little kids at home. And so I appreciate you carving this out for, for keeping it real, um, followers. And I just, I, I love it. I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Okay, guys, I hope you got some key tips out of this. You guys re-listen, write down some of the language, listen to what Lori has to say, because it will help you in your business. So that's it for us. Um, Hope you guys have a fantastic day. This episode of Keeping It Real with Shana Recker was brought to you by my online course, Going All In. Self-paced course for network marketing girlfriends ready to get some results. With 10 video modules outlining everything I've learned about what it takes to get to the top. Go all in with your business at shanarecker.com. Love this episode of Keeping It Real? Head over to iTunes and subscribe. Leave me a five-star review while you're there. I truly appreciate all your reviews and I feature them on my upcoming podcast. That's it for now, girlfriends. Until next time, keep on keeping on.